I'm Emmanuel, and this is his word podcast coming to you from Grace House. In the last episode, that's episode seven, we spoke on ministering God's word in these last days, what to expect. We then observed that as teachers and ministers of God's word in these end times, in whatever capacity we must, like Paul charged Timothy, understand what the times we live in are. We must know, mark, and be certain of the nature of the times in which we have been called to be instruments of God's, uh, of God, messengers of God in the ministry of the world. Like the men of Issaka, we must be men who know and understand the times and seasons we are in and who know what the will of the Lord is in our duty posts as ministers of the world. Deriving from that message, we want to, in today's podcast, draw our attention to the apparent scarcity of the Word of God in the days we live in, as prophesied by Amos. Amos in Amos, 3, uh, Amos chapter 8, verses 11 and 12 said, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a fast for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east, that they shall, and they shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. In the Amplified Version, it's rendered this way, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord God, when I will send hunger over the land, not hunger for bread or a thirst for water, but rather a hunger for hearing the words of the Lord. People shall stagger from sea to sea to the very ends of the earth and from the north even to the east. They will roam here and there to seek the word of the Lord, longing for it as essential for life, but they will not find it. Here the prophet is talking of when the word of God will be withdrawn from men by God himself, when God will cause there to be a famine, a hunger, and a thirst, not for physical bread or water, but for the word of God. A time when the word of God and the light of his teaching and the light of his of God's revelation shall be withdrawn from the land, even from the church, as in the days of Eli, the priest of God at Shiloh, when the Bible declared that in those days, the word of the Lord was rare and visions were scarce. To make the matter more frightening, Amos declares in verse 12 of, of the passage we looked at, that they shall wander from sea to sea and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord and shall not find it. The question to ask therefore is, why would God send a famine of his word to the land? Why would God make the word of the Lord rare and visions of God scarce? Why would God make divine revelations you know, scarce in the land. Amos in chapter 7 declared that they had rejected the warnings of the prophets, banished prophet Amos from the land, saying, Go, you seer, run for your life from Israel to the land of Judah, your own country, and eat bread and live as a prophet there, but do not prophesy any longer better, for it is a king's sanctuary and a royal residence. So they rejected the warnings of the prophet because they could not bear them. They could not endure the pure warnings from God. They could not tolerate God's word for 
or put up with it. And so they rejected the word of God, banished his servant from their land, and by so doing, rejected God. They accused Amos of conspiracy and of plotting against the king. To them, he was not being politically correct in his prophecies. He was disregarding the king. Prophet Amos told them, Don't mind. Continue in your rejection of the word of God, but be warned. A time is coming when God will withdraw his word from you, and there will be severe famine of the word of God. From this prophecy of Amos and many other prophets of old, we understand that a time is coming when the scripture will become extremely scarce, when true teachers will be rare, and consequently, there will be a famine of the word of God, except as it would have been you know, in, printed indelibly in our hearts and consciences. Today, the Bible, God's written word, is so widely available, even in several translations. There are almost as many translations of the Bible as there are many major denominations of the Christian faith. So it is indeed hard to imagine, especially for those who have the liberty to own and freely carry their Bible around and preach it, that a time will come when it will become difficult to do so. But if God's word has said it, then expect that it will happen. Don't forget that even today, Bibles are hard to come by or even dangerous to process in some nations where conversion to Christianity can be punishable by death. In such nations, Bibles where they are available are highly prohibited and preachers do not have this liberty we enjoy to preach the word in our land today. Of course, we understand why this is so. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's what the Bible says. That is why the devil fights the word of God, the availability of the word of God, or the preaching of the word of God. He fights it. The Spirit of God was asking through Apostle Paul in Romans 10, say, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? So the word of God, the messengers of God, are necessary to carry the message of the gospel so that men will be saved. That is why the devil is fighting it. From within and outside the church, the devil is fighting the word of God. The Bible says that this will continue to become increasingly, or that it will continue to become increasingly difficult, you know, to have the pure, undiluted word of God available for whoever wills. All through the Old Testament, the chief aim of the persecutors of the Jews or the Jewish people was and still is to destroy the book that made the Jews what they were and what they are or what they should be. Throughout church history, God's word has been under attack by many enemies in different ways. And I said, both within and outside the church. Infidels from time to time have made spirited efforts to destroy the Bible. While even some religious leaders in the church have done great harm to the Bible, the preachers and its readers out of, you know, to, 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 to make it out or to cause it to be out of existence. If you read the Fox's book of matters, we will see what men suffered to bring the word of God to people, to bring the word of God to men outside the, the desires of those that control 
the religious world then. So though it's hard to understand how rare it was in the past and how scarce God's word might be in the future, what should concern us is what should we do to prepare for what God calls a coming famine of the world? And that is the thrust of this message. What shall we do to prepare for the time when apostolic teaching will be rare, when the word of God will be rare, when it will be absolutely difficult to carry the Bible around? We should understand that one of the ways in which this prophecy will take place is through you know, the, 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 the pollution of the Bible through proliferation. I told, I told us earlier that there are almost as many translations of the Bible as there are major denominations and institutions, religious institutions. The Bible remains the world's most translated, best-selling, and most freely given book. We should, however, not be mindful of the many satanic versions of the scripture, which bend the truth out of its original context, or otherwise eliminate those passages and prophecies which reveal unpalatable truths to the carnally minded and agents of Lucifer. We should be careful with some of these translations that water down the truth. As said earlier, we are now bombarded with so many divergent interpretations of scripture and many translations of the Bible to back these divergent interpretations. There are many churches, denominations, and religious organizations which have come up with their own personalized versions of the Bible, which of course have been tailor-made to suit their own dogma, code of belief, and convictions, even when it contradicts the central truth of God's word. Thus, when we make reference to the Bible, we cannot do so anymore in a general or generic form because one version says this, why the other version says that. And in some cases, not just simplifying the original text, but introducing some elements of error, introducing deliberately falsehood or making the word of God to say what is not in the original thought of God. An example is the recent Queen James Version, which deliberately omits and distorts those scriptures which identify the sin of homosexuality as being a grave abomination in the sight of God. That uh, uh, translation is a classic example of what we're talking about. And when you have such or so much of such translations, you will discover that the word of God will gradually become scarce. Even though Bibles are being printed in volumes. Today, also, many homes have a Bible of Bibles somewhere in their houses, tucked away, gathering dust, only to be held on Sundays. Few read it, and few are still make effort to understand its meaning and apply its principles in everyday life. Whereas vast majority of Christians today depend on the interpretations their pastors or prophets give to the Bible, many cannot hear God either either, but depend on these pastors and prophets. I remember many years back, a young boy in my hometown, he contacted some of these heresies and he was going about, you know, preaching, thus said the prophet, the prophet, the prophet. I traveled home and some people told me about him and I invited him to my house. And when he came, as we discussed, he was always saying, the prophet said, the prophet said, the prophet said. Then I asked him, my brother, 
when has the prophets become the Bible? So, so many are so engrossed in their pastors and prophets that they don't even care to know what the word of God, what the Bible says. Yeah, Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceed out of the mount of God. Mark it, not out of the mount of the pastor, not out of the mount of the prophet, except the prophet is saying what the Bible says, except the, the prophet is prophesying according to scriptures. And Paul reminded Christians that the Holy Scriptures are able to make us wise to salvation and are given by inspiration of God to teach us, correct us, instruct us, and thoroughly equip us for every good work in 2 Timothy 3, 15 and 17. So when the word of God becomes scarce, the implication is that we will not find this which the Apostle Paul says the word of God is meant for. Salvation, a wisdom for salvation will be scarce. Inspiration to teach will be scarce. Correction will be, you know, according to man's understanding, not according to scriptures. Instruction will be based on human philosophy and not the word of God. So it will become relatively difficult to equip Christians for the good work. In 1 Samuel chapter 3, the Bible says, And the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. Now in those days, the word of the Lord was rare, and visions were scarce. That is, in the days that Eli was priest in Shiloh, the word of God was rare, and visions were scarce. God had to begin to teach Samuel, young Samuel, how to receive the word of God. Also in 2 Chronicles 15, verse 3, the Bible says, for many years, Israel has been without the true God. Why? Because they were without a priest to instruct them and without the law. When there is no priest to instruct, when there are no teachers and ministers of God's word that would deliver the pure, undiluted word of God, what happens? The people will be without the true God, the true God. And in Psalm 74 verse 9, the Bible says, there are no signs for us to see. There is no longer any prophet. And none of us knows how long this will last. Can I pause here to tell you? Even in our land today, you hear so many prophetic voices, divergent prophetic voices on the same issue. We have so many pro political prophets in our land today. So many paid political prophets who prophesy seemingly in the name of the Lord. Are they true prophets? No. So in the absence of the word of God, in the absence of true apostolic teaching and preaching, what will become of the church? The Bible says, where there is no vision, the people perish. So there will be no vision from God and the people will gloom in darkness. This is already happening in our days. Men in the land and even in the church today prefer those who preach and teach for the word of God, empty philosophies and traditions of men. Men who will see visions for them, for their safety, maybe on journey. Men who will conjure and tell them, ah, it is your mother that is troubling you. It is your daughter that is responsible for your backwardness in business. Who are not going to hear from God, but are going to conjure words and tell people. Remember in the days of King Saul, after God rejected him, the word of God was withdrawn from him. What did he do? He began to inquire from familiar spirits. In 1 Samuel 28 verse 6, the Bible says, And when Saul inquired of the Lord, 
the Lord answered him not, neither by dreams, nor by Urim, nor by prophets. In our land today, so many men of God, so-called, are also resorting like Saul to inquiring from familiar spirits. King Saul resorted to inquire from a woman with a familiar spirit at Endor for guidance. This is one of the signs of the scarcity of the word from God. Some pastors in our generation are already consulting men and women with familiar spirits. Because they can't get the word of God, they can't get the word from God, they can't pay the price to get the word from God, so they resort to the easy way. And since men are hungry for signs and wonders, they go to these familiar spirits and get fake power to do miracles. Ezekiel, prophet Ezekiel screams in Ezekiel 7.26, Mischief shall come upon mischief, and rumor shall be upon rumor. Then shall they seek a vision of the prophet, but the law shall perish from the priest, and counsel from the ancients. When the word of God perishes from the priest, when there is no counsel that can be gotten from the ancients, what happens? What you have is mischief upon mischief. And that is what characterized the church today. Mischief upon mischief. Lamentations 2.9 says the law is no more and the prophets find no vision from the Lord. And Micah speaks of the same repercussions. It says in Micah 3.7 Then shall the seers be ashamed and the diviners confounded. Yea, they shall all cover their lips for there is no answer of God. These are things that happen when there is famine of God's word. When the word of God is withdrawn from men, when through revelations and prophecies are rare and scarce in the church and in the land. And Prophet Amos says that is coming. And like I said earlier, we can see signs of faith in the land today. We can see signs of the scarcity of the word of God, even in our churches. So what can we do to prepare now for the famine of of the famine of the word prophesied to come. They call that there was famine, physical famine in Egypt, ancient Egypt. And Pharaoh called for wise men. And Joseph was one of those. Joseph came to teach Pharaoh, or rather interpret the dream of Pharaoh, the dream of seven years of famine, or seven, sorry, seven years of plenty, to be preceded by seven years of famine. So, to prepare for the famine of the, of the Word of God is to really, this time when we can hear the Word of God, study them, treasure them, obey them, and have them stored in our hearts. So, God is calling on all to repent of sin and to live by every word of God. God is calling on all to seek Him now that we can find Him. This is the time to seek the Lord and His Word. Not just about our salvation, God is also calling us to help spread this word, help teach men how to store it in their hearts. That's part of the mission he gave the church, to preach the good news to everyone. In view of the coming famine of God's word, we should, as children of God and servants of God, have the same urgent mindset that Jesus Christ had in his human ministry when he told his disciples, I must walk the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no man, no one can walk. While it is day, while we have revelation, while we still have the word of God, we should walk the works of God. For the same reason, 
Paul told Timothy and is telling us in that passage in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 2 and 3, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but rather after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. It's already happening and it's going to continue to increase and it's, that's why we must preach in season and out of season because a time is coming when they will not endure sound doctrine. God has given his church a job to do and that job is to spread the understanding of his word, to preach the gospel, to warn the world, to teach men the pure and undiluted word of God. And the foundation of that is to study the Bible and understand it ourselves, apply it to our own lives, and to prepare ourselves to serve and help those God is calling us into their life to prepare them for the future. Let's do it while there is still time, as the Bible warns. Let's do it while God may still be found. Say, seek the Lord while he may be found. Apostle Peter in 2 Peter 2 says, But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privately shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction, and many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. So this is a time to prepare men against the time when these prophecies will be fulfilled, when true men of God will be scarce, when the word of God, the true word of God will be scarce, when you will have multiples of these false teachers and false prophets, we have them now, but the scripture is telling us that a time is going to come and the time is near when they will multiply. When Jesus said, when he shall come, will he find faith in the earth? When you don't find true word of God, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Jesus feared that when he will come, will he find the word of God in the earth enough for people to have faith? So will he find faith in the earth? Preach the word, man of God. Be instant in season and out of season. Teach it. Preach it. Find time to apply it to your life. Let men see it in your life. Because you and I are the Bible many are reading. Let them read correctly. This is where we're coming. We're stuck in this podcast. Until we come your way again, the charge is still. Preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. Teach, exhort, correct, and instruct in righteousness. Please do it with urgency. God bless you and make his word prosper in your life as a servant of God, in Jesus' mighty name. He will come your way again. Remain blessed and rapturable.